What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, back with me in the host spotlight, Mark Francis. Mark, what is up? Caleb, how are you? I'm good, man. All right, so I've seen you for a few minutes now, and I'm looking for your visual people watching. We talked about the same shirt, I feel like, last time I was on this podcast. So Caleb, do you wash I do that laundry. shirt? It's been you, two or three weeks since I've seen you. Do you own 10 shirts, or so, do you own one shirt I know. that you're wearing I, I, the same I, one right I didn't, I didn't anticipate that coming, I didn't I'm either until I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I, got, I can't The last that. time we were here, I was wearing this shirt, yes. But okay. it's washed, it's clean, okay. it's all good. Uh, good. He's back after two weeks off. We dearly missed him. I assume he dearly missed us, but I'm not going to ask him. Senior pastor, Mark Carey. Marky Mark. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I saw both of you from afar yesterday at the Fellowship Together Kid Zone event. Mm. It was great. Outside uh, the outdoor stage, and everybody coming was was super cool. You were wearing a farmer hat, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you well, go. You're such a farmer. Got to protect one little, the skin. One, one little kid came up to me and says, "Why are you wearing a cowboy hat?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it made you easily recognizable. But you were walking around doing stuff. I mean, I was... initial. Thoughts on the weekend and even the, the weekend kids was thing? great. I mean, yeah. The, so yeah, we've been promoting this idea of having some fun things to do as a church, yeah. and this fellowship together concept has just started to really come into its own. Mm-hmm. Where we we know we're going to be doing other events this summer, but this is the first one. And the kids had a musical they wanted to do, and doing it indoors didn't seem to make sense. Doing it outdoors made sense, mm-hmm. and the merging of let's do some fellowship family activities Hmm. and the musical was great the kids did great games and activities and food supporting a local homeschool homeschool co-op for some food and i i I didn't do a true head count we're talking hundreds of people and you know socially distanced and you know as best we could and being outdoors and it it worked i loved it and so thanks to a lot of the tech people to make it happen because from a sound perspective we're wondering how can we make 45 Hmm. 50 kids sound where they can be heard yeah, and make them great. sound good, and it was amazing. It so, was, it was, awesome. and, and thank you for the perseverance of those kids who, for 18 months, because we had to cancel the, the last same, yeah. year. It's the same musical, yeah. Yeah, and, and different kids uh, got involved because uh, others had, weren't able to. And so, yeah, it was, a, it was a great evening, and the sun got covered right uh, at the at a right time, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, an, an ideal yep. um a good time. We we need we need to do those things as a church body. Um, I talked with uh, numerous people hmm. and and new people to to FBC who didn't have any kids in the in the program or but they they just want to start meeting new people and yep. uh, so it, it was a it was a win win everywhere. And I talked around. to a family who hadn't been to, back to church for a year and a half. Sure. And they came on FSAT, so the Saturday night service, they were there, and they came to this. They're like, we're just craving to get back, plugged back in. And that's, that's neat to see. Yeah. You know, and, and just a segue of the sermon, it, it's a great application and model of living a life of worship and, and having mm-hmm. our minds set on you know, things of God's Word and what the kids presented of just uh, trusting in the Lord and, and what Danny and the Shacks provide for us from an Old Testament story mm-hmm. translates to, hey, we can, I'm still humming those songs in my there head. You go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're very, so. very well done, very cleverly written and uh, the music was uh, was really toe tapping and everything else so it was uh, that's great yeah yep. 
Good. Awesome. Good time. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and jump into a Sunday in review. We've been in <clears throat> Romans 12, uh, had Pastor John over the last couple weeks, so Pastor Mark was back this weekend, uh, talking about worship, a life lived or a song sung. And so, Mark Francis, I'll come your way first. Let's dive into uh, everything FBC discussed this weekend and see yeah. where we go from there. There's so many things. I mean, I, I shared a couple weeks ago on the podcast that this has always been one of my favorite passages mm-hmm. in Scripture. And and hearing it taught and unpacked like we did this week. And then for me, even having a chance to respond with communion as as that. You know, I would love to talk even more about, you know, how that came to be of being at the end of the service and application time. But I, I the spiritual service of worship, those four words kind of stick in my head. And that is, you know, when you even unpacked it, Mark, in the very beginning of just kind of breaking it down one phrase by phrase, of answering those questions, I thought that was great, because it just puts that scripture passage into perspective of, okay, well, what are we called to do? Uh, well, we're, he's urging us, and then by the mercies of God, and then present your bodies, and then it's being acceptable to God, and then that's your spiritual service of worship, and just put those together in a way that all calls us to say, okay, this is a life of worship now. Mm-hmm. This is not just a worship service, mm-hmm. and, and, and I felt that it it encouraged us as a body to say, guys, it is not just showing up here. It is not just listening to sermon. It is not just doing a quote-unquote worship service, checking the box. And I don't think we're a church that does that, but we always need to be reminded of that. Yeah. And and, and so coming into a gathering like that to be reminded of that's what we're here to do, I think is the benefit of the gathering, of mm-hmm. that, that tool to remind us that this is the gospel that we're here to live out, not just remember once a week. Yeah. You get a little bit of the feel for, and that's always a challenge, but a little bit of maybe the feel of what was in the mind of Paul as he wrote this. I mean, clearly he's writing this book to a mixed audience in Rome, Gentiles and certainly Jews, and there was, apparently there was a bit of a, a tension, maybe a conflict. The Jews had been kicked out of Rome uh, some years previously, and they were probably filtering back in as Paul's writing this. And and there, as as so oftentimes, there can be tension if you don't look like me or act and talk like mm-hmm. me. Then uh, there's there, then I'm going to you know then, then I'm going to push you aside, or you know we kind of hang out in our cliques. Uh, I like to hang out with people who are like yeah. me is the mentality. Right. So here's the church mixed with Jews and Greeks. And um, Paul, interestingly, uses some Old Testament concepts here of the, the sacrificial system mm-hmm. and this idea of, uh, of the, the altar and the, the animal sacrifices and the, the, the burning up of it all, you know, the consuming of the sacrifice that he is now applying to the church and saying, you know, you know what God wants of you? You know, do you know what he's calling us to? It's it's like that animal that's burned up on the altar. Mm. I mean, consumed totally. It's it's a total um, commitment, a total totally devoted um, um, sacrifice. And that's what we, in the totality of who we are, mm. that is what true worship is um, mm. in, in this day and age. And... Um, Knowing again that uh, in the Old Testament there was a place to worship, and when Jesus was here on earth, he was visible there. He tabernacled among us, he the glory of God, and so that people worshiped him 
in Revelation in heaven. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to bow down before the throne because we'll be in his presence. But right now, where is his presence? Well, it's, he's within us. Mm-hmm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it's like the, the seriousness of this has just jumped up uh, of a magnitude of millions because yeah. we are the temple of the whole, and we are the sacrifice. Uh, and so what, now we're forced to ask the question, so what does that mean and what does that look like? What, and that's where we can so easily just, again, check the box. Yeah. Uh, we did it for an hour and a half, and, and, mm-hmm. and we they think that is the worship. that, that And then, then we're on to our life. We're, we're, we're living our life the way we want it lived. We're, I'm going to the work. I'm doing this. I'm making my money. I'm raising my kids or whatever, going through life. And no, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's, it's, How many people really catch that the seriousness has been raised in this form of worship? Because you think about the Old Testament. And you describe, you know, there is prescription after prescription of how Israel is supposed to worship and what they're supposed to do. And if they didn't do it right, man, bad things happen. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't see bad things happening when we don't worship improperly or we when we worship improperly here in this day and age. Yeah. And so people kind of out of sight. The ground doesn't open up or fire doesn't exactly. come down. Exactly. Nobody's but, being struck dead there, because there are times they, I wish it would happen. <laughs> you know, but because uh, they went yeah. to the Holy of Holies, you know, inappropriately. You right. Know, there's there's just this. Out of sight, out of mind, I'm going to do my own thing. But the seriousness has been raised. And and God's prescribed form of worship for us, you might think, is silent. I'm putting quotes around that in the New Testament, but it's not. There is still a call for us to remember the gospel and to re- be reminded of who God is and and then live a life in response to that. Yeah. And that kind of what is what Paul is, is summarizing here of this, you know, spiritual service or act of worship or life of worship, that the seriousness is the same. God is still mm-hmm. a God of the Old Testament and New Testament here and now, and he still calls us to worship, uh, but it's, it's a little different now because well, of the ha- cross. You have to break down that clock-in, clock-out mentality of, of our Christian life. I think it's so easy to buy into the appearance of it all or the etiquette of going to church versus you know living the life unseen day in and day out. I mean, I just had a meeting with our student leadership team from youth group, we just had our final Sunday morning class together for the year. We'll take a break for the summer, and then the next year of leadership will take off. And the lesson I kind of pointed us to was just this idea that you guys are still going to be leading in your environments. People, There are hmm. students in this youth group that look up to you. Your reputation is going to be Christ. And so there, there should be no element of now that the Sunday class is done or youth is taking a break for the summer from this class that I can just immediately pivot out of leadership. Yeah. You're a person of influence. You're representing Christ. Yeah, we, we so easily compartmentalize life, mm-hmm. and we silo it. So this mm-hmm. is my work life, this is this life, this is my family life, this is my church life, mm. and it might be an hour or two a week, or if I'm involved, in, and, and and so we compartmentalize. And and the, the, a life of worship permeates, our, our relationship with God is to permeate everything we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I think the last thing I want, well... That I wanted to communicate in this sermon, I don't want I don't want it to be legalistic. I mean, mm-hmm. I and you can you can see how it could easily slip into that. Yeah. So you you know you, you we get beaten up by oh yeah I should have done this or should you know I used an illustration in one of the services not in all of them about how I um, uh, been a, a bit convicted uh, about using free time and mm-hmm. so I. 
I shared how I'm my my study mind isn't maybe as sharp at, at, at my age now as it was 15 years ago, where I could do much more in-depth study for longer periods of time. I need some breaks more mm. in terms of my day, mm. so I can be engrossed in something, and then I just got to I got to take a walk, do something. Or watch an old western, and I mentioned that <laughs> the, the the old grit channel, and you watch uh, a western. Well, you know, okay, is that the best use of my time? Is is every hour, every minute of my life being presented to? Is mm. this the Lord what you want of my life? Uh, I did have someone come up to me at the kids zone thing. He said, "Hey, hey, Mark, let me ask you a question," because he said, "I love to watch old westerns too." You're not saying that's sin to do that, you know? Well, no, no. <laughs> So, you know, you see how it can be slipped mm -hmm. into, a, in a, into a, now we're rigidly legalistic. That's yeah. not the heart of God. He, right. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he, doesn't, he, he doesn't treat us that way. It's still yeah. by the mercies of God, not the, not the um, heavy-handed uh, fire and brimstone of God, you do this. But I beg you of the mercies of God. So we come, always come back to the cross and to your question mm -hmm. earlier. That's how it fed in, mm. I think, nicely to yeah. the communion service. Yeah. Because it flows out of that understanding. We always come back to the gospel. We always right. come back to that, and we've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. And something else you said a little while ago, too, is that it's the totality of our life. And, and downstairs, I was in Fellowship 3, and Scott Newen led the communion time there. And he, he read a lot of in-depth Old Testament stuff. And one of the points he made was just how the sacrifice was meant to be burned up, all of it, and totally consumed. And he used that as an analogy of today. It's like, you know, this is meant to be all of us. You know, if we're that sacrifice, yeah. sacrifice of worship, it's meant, it's the totality is what God's yeah. expecting of us. You know, not half of it, not, and to, not three quarters of to it. To sell all. that totality is to pivot away from the religious side of here's all you need to do and start to say, well, here's everything you are. Here's who mm -hmm. you are. To mm -hmm. really buy, that's it's easier to buy into something if we're talking about my identity and the implications of living that out compared to, I'm not yet in favor with God, yeah. or this is yeah. how to get there. But mm -hmm. by the way, did the tra did the transition go okay? Because I, I in my, my my first <laughs> yeah. service, I yeah. tried to pass that off. And it, it was it was great. It was fine. It was a little rushed and quick, but we had it queued up and it was ready to go. So I mean, downstairs in Fellowship Three, typically the sermon comes on after the singing and after communion. But when you have communion at the end of the service. And at the end of the sermon that, Mark, you led upstairs, there's a little challenge for Fellowship Three people. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, the, so we were able to just, as soon as you called up Scott Newell, we, we kind of slowly fade to black and slowly fade down the audio, and he steps up and took it and ran with it. So okay. it was Good. great. There Good. you go. There's the recap for There you. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to something you said, Caleb, uh, and, and Mark as well, uh, this idea again of the totality um, I, the, the question is, how, how do we get to that mindset? How, how, how does, you know, Mary and Joe FBC or uh, Harry and Sally FBC or get to that mindset? Because I, I don't know if any of us are, are, are there. It's, a, it's mm -hmm. a process. It's a lifelong thing in different stages of our life. And, and it, it doesn't mean that we check um, our earthly life at the door. I mean, it doesn't mean that everybody has to sign up and be a missionary mm -hmm. in Thailand like Joel and Rachel McManigal did. Right. Um, it, 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 it means while we're in the midst of doing life on this earth, how do we decompartmentalize it? 
it's 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 a two issues, the two um, problems. Uh, one is the importance of decompartmentalizing our life. The other is deinstitutionalizing our concept of worship. Mm-hmm. And and both mm-hmm. it's it's a balance that we have to. So how can you know Sally and Harry FBC come to a point where the default thinking is this idea? Yes, I have been bought with a price. My life today is to be lived for the glory of God mm. while I'm doing, mm-hmm. raising my kids, doing my neighborly things, mm-hmm. doing going to work. You can't feel guilty that you're going on vacation. You can't, you know, and enjoying no. God's creation. That's you can't it. feel guilty that, oh, I'm not immersed in his word 24-7. No. You know, but but there's, it's that relationship. And we've talked about this on the podcast before of mm-hmm. knowing God and having a, a relationship with him, being in his word on a regular basis, not all the time, but regular to where it comes, your, your mind is being renewed. And, it, and, and his way is coming into your heart and your mind, and, and you're kind of constantly having that ongoing dialogue with God. Yeah. There's that you know, pray without ceasing concept. There's that idea of just the relationship that you know him so well, you know God, that as you're doing life, it is, it's more instinct instead of, oh, stop, wait a minute, what would, what would Jesus do in this moment? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and have that bracelet. It's that concept of just the relationship with God it's that the stems habits, habits of the heart. Yeah. So here's the $64 million question. How do you guys do that? In a, you're newly married, and, mm. and so you're you're forging some habits right. in, in, in married life, and I don't, just you know how 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 do you make that relationship with God personal? I'll go first since since Caleb's got You've his been married I mean, longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this yeah. stuff is not scripted, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's good for me. I I feel a little not guilty, but it feels like that because I work here at church. I feel like I have the opportunity and the privilege to be more immersed in these conversations. And so I really appreciate that. I value mm-hmm. that. And and rubbing shoulders with you or other pastors around and, and just even just the day-to-day logistics that we're thinking through, still God is present. So I feel privileged that I'm around that kind of an environment. But you know what? I also have a different environment with a different job, with a different world where I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it actually, they coexist because of my thinking of where is God in the moment with work, whether I'm working with a real estate client or whether I'm interacting with my wife, who she'll probably tell you that, yeah, I mean, he comes home and he is this different person. <laughs> but, you know, but still, there's, there, there's the aspect of um, I am engaged with his word on a weekly basis. I, I am thinking things through of, you know, what is being a worship leader? You know, right. how can I call our body to live a life of, of worship to God. And and so from my worship leader hat, I, I'm, I care about our church, I care about our body, and I'm constantly engaging God in those in-my-own-head dialogue. So that yeah. that's not really answering your question, but I feel privileged because I have that opportunity to be engaged around other people who have a similar mindset. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see how it is more challenging to be in the world and, and not have that those circles of people, and so the body yeah. is is so valuable. Being isolated is not yeah. <laughs> where it's at. Yeah, well, I, I think for me, it's easy to. I mentioned that clock in, clock out mentality because that's something that's easy to fall victim to being in vocational ministry. And you, say, oh, I've talked about Jesus so much already today. <laughs> he was the topic of all my meetings. And do I, we have to pray so, every meeting? Yeah, <laughs> 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 have to pray. But newly married and trying to figure out what what that free time looks like, and and also intentional time with my wife. She's still working multiple jobs. She's working evenings mostly. So there's a lot of small windows where we come together and and I've had to really merge 
that time with my wife as well as with God to really be intentional and grow together as one flesh because one thing I kind of presumed or assumed of married life was we'll have plenty of time to pray together Mm. and read together. Going from dating to marriage, it's easy to think we'll have so much more time false like i it is very hard to assume and automatically have time with my wife in prayer or with hannah in studying and all that stuff and so especially with her serving in youth we can very easily both gravitate into this work works mentality because it's mm-hmm. it's work mm-hmm. and so that's so hard and I, I just think for me personally to really reflect on what the lord showed me you know at fbc in my vocation but really how can i continue to grow personally because God allowed me to work here based on the work he's been doing in my life. And so the thought yeah. of him not being in, in communion with me outside of work could inhibit that yeah. ability. Right. So Yeah, and I think of the fact that I've got kids and now they're grown. Mm-hmm. And we were mm-hmm. really intentional when they were younger. And I feel like, you know, the busier we get, the older they get, the more things are happening. Mm-hmm. And, and it just slowly slips. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm... It's, it's, it has to be intentional. There is this concept of passing on to the next generation yeah. that we're always preaching. Yeah. But it doesn't just happen because it just, you know, you start having a conversation. There's this intentionality that still, right. as a parent, you have to set aside that time. And you use, both of you are using that in a great analogy, your relationship, our relationships with our spouse or, or kids or, or, or a roommate or a, a grandparent that might be near us or whatever. You it does take, it's an intentional, mm-hmm. um, uh, purposeful um, mindset that at times even discipline mm-hmm. where you have to do, you may love them to death, mm-hmm. you die for them. Mm-hmm. But you, When's you, the last time you talked with them? Yeah, you still have to. <laughs> yeah. And so the same thing is yeah. that analogy is is the relationship with the Lord because mm-hmm. it, it is, a, it is a, so as, as uh, say, married people, uh, you, you got to, carve out some time sometimes to get away. Lisa and I, we were mm-hmm. gone for a week and went down to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and just, it was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And we needed the, the little conversations in the car or just, mm-hmm. you know, just that, that, that time away. So one, one suggestion is built into our week should be a day mm-hmm. of of worship and rest that's sabbath devoted rest. it's a it's mm-hmm. a sabbath rest mm-hmm. and god built that in and and i think um i think that's a challenge for any of us is to say are we really doing that are we um are we intentional and i i mean in terms of our not our personal rest so we take naps and i'm not talking about that i'm right. talking about nurturing our relation with god yeah. and i'm concerned that the, the maybe average Sally and Harry Christian, we're, we're, we're not utilizing the day of rest to really be a day of of connecting relationally with the Lord mm. in, in that worship. So Sunday morning should be a time, or Saturday night a service, should be a time to... to we're, we're, we're intensely mm-hmm. connecting with the Lord. We're being brought to his presence through the songs we sing that are carefully and prayerfully chosen, message in God's word, you know, some connection. But it doesn't begin there, doesn't end there. It begins when we get up that mm-hmm. Lord's Day morning. It can, should continue somehow throughout yeah. the day where we, we intentionally hmm. uh, focus on a life of connecting with him, 
Um, so that's just, again, I think a practical But that's convicting do. because my mentality when I'm thinking rest is to unwind and sit back and you know turn on the Netflix mm-hmm. right. or your own yeah. go or yeah. selfish go watch, read somewhere w- else watching a western on TV watching a western <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right which read a Louis Lamar still, novel again, there's still but, a place for okay, that there is but the, the place, intention of the heart the intention to be where am I connecting with God mm-hmm. how am I just resting in Him and allowing mm-hmm. Him to speak into my life you know and <laughs> for Elijah you know he wasn't in the the storm and the wind he's in the calm and the peace yeah. and so just to get away and just be like okay God where yeah. Where's my life today? How and, how do we connect week? with one another in relationship? What has worked well in, in friendships or in, with spouses? Well, transfer that over to your connection with the Lord mm. and, and apply some of those things there. Mm. Uh, some very, I think, some very practical mm. things. But again, it, it is a why 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 do we do that? Well, by the mercies of God, when we realize what God has done for us, the call to be in His presence. Um, and to personally know we have an audience with the creator of the universe. Hmm. I mean, the, the audience with the creator of the universe and wanting and, and, and not wanting to nurture that yeah. is like bizarre. Yeah. I, I find that I, being a worship leader, I've been to dozens of conferences and we talk about this all the time. So hmm. I've been immersed in this content mm-hmm. for many, many years now. So I, I recognize that it might not be, you know, it might not. It is might be new for some of you guys listening, but for me, I, I talk, breathe, eat, and sleep this stuff, and, and I have books and conferences, and I feel like Alicia over here because I've got books over oh, here yeah, to, yeah, to good. show, yeah. and, and on my iPad, on Kindle, many that I've read. But this one that our pastor of worship, Mike Lukens, uh, brought to us about oh, 14, 15 years ago, engaging with God. A biblical theology of worship is mm. very rich, very deep, by David Peterson. And he has his essential hypothesis and theory of the entire book says this, that the worship of the living and true God is essentially an engagement with him on the terms that he proposes and in the way that he alone makes possible. And, and so the whole book is re- re- resolved and focused on this idea of engaging with God. And that's what we're talking about. How can we on a regular daily mm-hmm. basis engage mm-hmm. with God? And and there's plenty of other books that I can recommend. Uh, Worship Matters by Bob Coffin. We've talked mm-hmm. about this other one, um, Rhythms of Grace by Mike Cosper. There's plenty of other just great books that dive into this content, mm-hmm. which, by the way, um, I am going to meet with some of the worship team members this week, and we'll do a podcast that we'll release this coming Friday that will get even further, because I have other questions and thoughts that we can get into now, but time restricts us and yeah. it can continue but just so look out for that on friday but um how can we be how can we con- a, a regular intentional intentional worshiper of god that is what we are called to be mm-hmm. it's what we're going to be doing in eternity mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. uh but why not why not be as much of an expert now yeah. <laughs> this side of heaven and be engrossed in the um incomparable beauty and glory of the God that we serve. Yep. And once that happens, that's when we begin to radiate that out into this world. Um, it, it's what is going to attract people. Jesus said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw people to myself. It, it's, it, it, as Dwight L. Moody once said, you know, why, someone asked him, why, why, you know, why, do you, why do people come around you so much? He said, because I'm on fire for Jesus and people love to come and watch you burn. <laughs> You know, they just love to see someone burn. And so there is an attraction that is not forced. 
it's a natural outflow. You just know you've been around someone who's been in the presence of God. Moses went before God, the Shekinah glory, but had put a veil over it. And it, and it was, uh, it began to dim. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that that happened to Moses. But for us, we are being changed glory yeah. into glory uh, as we come close to him mm. and, we, and we worship him. So um, that's, that's what discipleship is all about. In a way, we're we are to prepare and deploy dependent disciples. What is a disciple? It's someone who is shining with the glory of God. Why? Because they've been in His presence. Why? Because they made it a priority. Yep. And they're worshipers of God. And the first part of that mission statement, out of a desire to glorify God as a spiritual community, to me, and again, the the, the mission statement of FBC is just so impactful. I mean, and and I love how it comes together so succinctly. But a desire to glorify God. Is, is our ultimate purpose, and we're a spiritual community to do it together, and then we're preparing and deploying yeah. the dependent yeah. when disciples. When you, you hit the buzzword of community, because here are the facts. Yeah. Two years ago, we didn't have a podcast, and we saw merit in starting one so that it, we can be a part of your week, your commute, after or before your community group, get some extra stuff from the pastor that maybe didn't make it into the pulpit. That's been awesome and fruitful. We obviously, I don't think anybody listening would disagree with the fact that Sunday mornings at FBC are fruitful, but podcast plus weekend is what, three, four hours max? Are you in a community group? Yeah. Are, are, are we embracing community where we can see other people wrestle with this same idea together? Because you mentioned it. We're not all there. Yeah. We're going to have to figure that out. Right to be reminded. The, right, yeah, well, right of the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, yeah. says, 10 says, you know, we need to encourage one another, as mm-hmm. long as it's still called today, yep. you know, to, to run this race, to challenge, stimulate one another, one another, to another, love another and, yep. and good deeds. So you're right. Community, uh, again, personal time, as we've talked about, with other believers, the, the Lord's Day, the, the gathering of worship corporately, smaller groups individually, and then I just also want to challenge this, this, this vacation with God. This even mm-hmm. if it's a day, <laughs> I mean every every week it should be a day of of rest and worship beyond an hour, but maybe uh, a, a, an extra weekend, maybe maybe going going away somewhere for two days. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. I, I've recommended this already, but the our Good Friday. Uh, service oh, yeah. that we put together, yeah, retreat it's on. Silence, yeah, it's great. It, take go to our online mm-hmm. page, take that with you, and use that uh, for a, a morning of connecting with the Lord. Mm. It, it's something that is timeless. So nurturing these things is of utmost importance. Yep. Paul tells us in Ephesians five, he said, "Redeem the time because the days are evil," and we can get so much of the grime mm-hmm. and the dirt of life. Uh, we, we, we need that cleansing of being in his presence. The Jews would have these these mikvahs, these baptismals. So you go to Israel and yep. you see them everywhere. The, the sto- everywhere. Yep. They'd go into those cleansings, and we need those mikvahs of of, of the times of cleansing uh, with the Lord. And it's mm. um, mm. it's uh, it's habits of the heart. It's something we need to pursue, not legalistically, but through his powers. We present ourselves to him, and that's what that's what the passage said. Yep. Present yourselves to him. Mm-hmm. Here I am, Lord. Okay, if I'm going to accomplish, is this going to happen in my life? 
You got to do it. Living in holy sacrifice. That's right. And that's what it says. Do your work, God, yeah. in our and, life. And yeah. the church is not the avenue to God. Christ is and wasn't the only one. The church is a resource for that. That's so, right. So I think one positive out of the whole COVID year we've just had is we have content online that can help with this. We have resources, yeah. ways to connect, get plugged in, and find other Christians so that the conviction and awe-inspiring glory of God we get on a Sunday morning can be paired with encouragement and, and building one. You can't... B- the building up of the congregation isn't going to happen yeah. on a Sunday morning. You know, we gathered last week to um, watch the, the, the video, the, 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 the service of Don mm-hmm. and Patty Den Hartog's mm-hmm. daughter's mm-hmm. Uh, funeral service. And that came out so clearly, and, and it was something uh, Don and Patty's daughter wanted to have come out. As she's in the presence of the Lord. Uh, her race is finished. But we're still running the race, mm-hmm. and w- Moses says in, in Psalm ninety, in that that, that Psalm that he wrote, uh, you know, teach us to number our days that we can present to you a heart of wisdom. We're going to stand before God. They came out on that service, uh, and Loud give and an clear. account. Yeah, mm-hmm. that and was give a... an account. So let's run the race with endurance. Let's present ourselves a living sacrifice because when it's all said and done, that is what matters. Yeah is, is uh, soon this life will all be passed, and what's done for Christ will last, and okay. let's make our life a, a life of worship for Him. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mark, what do we need people to know before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, there's, like you said, plenty of opportunities right now mm-hmm. here at the church to continue to grow in your walk with, with the Lord. There's this intentional parenting class that's going on yes. on Sunday mornings at 1045, just practical examples and ways mm-hmm. that you can just raise your kids and teach them in the ways of the Lord. Um, and, and by the way, I talked to two young couples uh, at the Kids Zone thing last night. Yeah, um, new to FBC, they're tr- they want to get to meet people, and mm. they went to that class. They mm. loved it, awesome. and uh, it was a way Great. to connect. Uh, yeah, uh, around uh, the tables and to visit, mm. and so it was a, a not just great content. But great opportunities to uh, to get connected with others, and, and from that, you know, if you're new to FBC and watching or listening to us for the first or second time, there is a, a get to know you event that's happening mm-hmm. in uh, in May on a Tuesday night on the 17th, I believe. Is 11th. What it is. 11th. Sorry, yes, 11th. it's sooner than that. Yeah. I, I don't have my yeah. calendar in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and then, so that's an opportunity to to learn about the church. Is that the same as what we did in April? Yep. Same yeah. Kinda? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. very simple. Get to know just, FBC. Mm-hmm. just meet a few people, and and then opportunities to serve the, the children's ministry, FBC um, kids are having a rally for anybody who just wants to be a part of their ministry, but it's more than that. It's just how can you impact the children for Christ? Yep. You know, how, can you, how can you use your, your gifts and your talents or just your body, just your time mm-hmm. to, yeah. to make a difference to impact kids, um, teach them in the ways of the Lord, or even impact their parents by allowing them the opportunity to attend the worship times? And as we re-engage more and more now in this Kind of, I don't know if it's a post-COVID world, but in a Recovering. in a changing COVID world, mm-hmm. yep. we want to expand our children's ministries again, we need and it. and yeah. we need to do that. So, so that's on Tuesday, May eighteenth. I would get my dates mixed up, okay. but that's just come for a okay. quick forty-five minute rally, um, just to okay. get motivated, encouraged, and understand the vision of of that ministry. So, those are a few key things, and we will be doing another fellowship together event in June. So, be on the lookout awesome. for that. Um, we've been getting some supplies together, and a movie night outdoors is in the works. Awesome. So sweet. Be ready for it. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much to our viewers and listeners. As a reminder, you can find us all over the place, podcast, podcast services across the board. Type in Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up, fbcva.life forward slash Sermon Spotlight to uh, communicate with us directly. 
The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.